Hello and welcome to the message number three. This one is entitled God's Family Secrets. I hope you feel inspired and encouraged from listening to this talk. So let us pray. Lord, we just want to just thank you today that you are here with us. And Lord, may the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you. May our actions be an outreach of your wonderful love that is so clear in us. Help us now to be encouraged to put this into practice. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please be seated. It's wonderful to be in church, isn't it? I love coming to church. It's lovely to be with one another, to enjoy God's fellowship together. And I would like to talk to you today about God's family secrets. God's family secrets. In the scripture today, we heard of Jesus. He was there healing people, sharing great news. He turned to his disciples after a day of sharing some wonderful things with his friends and those on the outside. And he said those words, didn't he? Blessed are those who are poor, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are hungry, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are those who mourn, and they shall laugh. And blessed are those who are persecuted because of me. For heaven rejoices, for their place in heaven is assured again and again every time they lift up Jesus' name. In this passage, I really want to share some great family secrets. Not the type that you hear in Downton Abbey where there's skeletons in cupboards, but the positive family secrets. I love Downton. <laughs> and there are so many throughout scriptures of these things that are so wonderful to know and yet we sometimes forget because we don't look or we don't stop in the midst of whatever we're going through to realise that God is on our side and he wants to give us such a help. The first family secret I want to give you today, or remind you again today, is you are royalty. You are royalty. That's a great secret, isn't it? The world cannot, may not see that in you. You may not don a wonderful crown or, or have servants. But because of Jesus, you are royalty. It says in the scripture there, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is near to those who are poor. Jesus knew what it was to be poor. He was brought up in a, a very working class background. His, his uh, mother may not have worked. His father was a carpenter. And he was someone who knew what it was to graft, to have a living. I was with um, Rachel Schaffer, the leader of the, uh, the youth ministry in Newcastle Diocese. And she reminded me there are different types of poverty in Newcastle. There is, of course, like Jesus, maybe coming from quite a, a humble beginning. But some people are poor in relationships. Some people are poor in the sense of, of worry because there's so much anxiety. Nonetheless, Jesus says to you today, my dear friends here, 
because of your poverty, because of whether it is a physical or emotional, because you need help, like I need help. You have a blessing in Jesus. You are royalty. That means you can come to him at any time. His kingdom is always open. I remember just going to M&S this week. Hopefully all of you who are in love have brought flowers or, or have a lovely meal. But M&S have picked up on the Christian message of royalty in the sense that in M&S, not only are they trying to get you to buy for your loved ones, you can buy for your baby a t-shirt, my first Valentine's, or you can buy gifts for people that you just generally love. Blessed are those who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. In other words, because you are royalty, Jesus is saying to you, don't be like the rest of the world and wallow in your poverty of, of uh, uh, finance or poverty of esteem, but lift your head up. The secret is you are a child of the Most High God. You are a daughter, a son of the High King himself. You are royalty. The second secret I want to share with you. Incidentally, with that secret, you need to do one other thing I want to encourage you with, is spend time with him. This is what I think God wants to say to us today about our royalty. He wants us to spend time in his word. When you spend time having a quiet time, having a cup of tea, if you watch Neighbours or EastEnders, you can spend time with God. I bet you can. Because when you spend time with God, you can see the scripture starting to come alive. There's a scripture I've been meditating on this week. Romans 12, verse 12. It says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. For when you do that, as I was just mentioned, your poverty of mentality or heart or physical state will be lifted, and you'll see that royalty within you. Second point, Jesus says to us today, this is the secret I want to give you today that you may sometimes forget as a child of the Most High, is simply this. You've got this. You've got this. Now, you're, now that can be a secular term, I understand. You sometimes see it on a postcard or you see it on Facebook. You've got this. But Jesus says that within you, there is an inner strength. Jesus says, blessed are you who are hungry. Blessed are you who are hungry. You shall be satisfied. Jesus knows what it is to be hungry. He was human. Jesus knows what it is for us to be hungry. He fed 5,000 with a few loaves and a few fish. But Jesus wants to remind you that you've got this. There is an inner strength within you to get through whatever you are facing. That's a family secret. A friend of mine called Cameron, he shared this with me about 10 times, so it's very easy to remember. I don't know if any of you have tried to fast before. When I mean fast, I don't mean, um, you know, give up tea or coffee or give up social media. I mean proper, no food, <laughs> no caffeine, <laughs> no caffeine, no alcohol. Can you believe it? No alcohol. <laughs> and my friend was saying, at the beginning of the day, he felt so righteous. He thought, yeah, I could do this. I could fast all day. It's great. Came to lunchtime. He started to sort of tell people, Oh, I am fasting. I can't eat lunch. Noticing he's not probably doing it the right way. But when it came to tea time, when his wife was making some lovely food, 
that waft of the food coming up the stairs. He thought, I can't do this. I can't get through this. But God spoke to him in his hunger. He said, just come and pick up the scriptures again. Come and look at the Bible again. And as he did, he felt an inner strength come within him. And in fact, he felt that actually, yes, in the future he may need food. Yes, in the future he may need help. But at the moment, I've got this. I've got this inner strength within me. Jesus calls us to look at his word. My great-grandfather once said to me, he was a Methodist minister, he said to me, if you find it hard to get through whatever you do, pick up the Bible. You may have to dust it down. You may have to find it, you know, somewhere in your bookshelf. But there is an inner strength in God's word. And it's a secret that we sometimes forget because we think, oh, it can't possibly be that. It must be something else. It must be more food, more this, more that. But as a child of the Most High, as royalty, you have an inner strength, a secret of his word. It says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, St. Paul says, I can do all things, all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let's say that together, shall we, just to keep you awake halfway through the talk. After three, one, two, three. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The scriptures are there. They are alive. They breathe. They're not like Miss Marple or uh, whatever uh, latest uh, uh, Jack Reacher you may be reading or something like that. It is power. You've got this. You have royalty within you. Blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who hunger, for they shall be satisfied. The third secret I want to share with you today, as we make this bridge between here and Lent, is this. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. Jesus says, blessed are you who mourn, for laughter shall follow, for you shall laugh again. Jesus knew what it was to weep. He had a friend called Lazarus. And I know that in some quarters it's a swear word, Jesus wept. But actually it is the most profound depth of grief that we see in scriptures in Jesus' life. In fact, he had... It, 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 does it, it doesn't do itself justice, those words. If you look at the Greek of it, it talks about him weeping with, with uh, uh, snot coming down his nose. Uh, his eyes are welled uh, open with puffed because his love for his dear friend was so much. But this is the family secret, friends. The family secret is this. This too shall pass. I love the, uh, the King James Version of the Bible. Many times it says... It came to pass. It came to pass. And whatever you are going through, it will come to pass. You will get through this. It will not last. Recently, I met up with a a curate who used to be here called David Gray. I think some of you may know David Gray. Uh, He's one of the good ones. (laughs) I hear hear of different level of different curates. This one seems to be quite a a very, very nice curate. He is hilarious, isn't he? Absolutely hilarious. 
Now, I wasn't in a, in a, a bad place at all, but I was just in a, a normal place. And um, I was having lunch with David Gray, and I asked um, someone um, who worked there to take a photo. And normally you take a photo, you smile, don't you? Or you, you sort, of, sort of pose, put your best side forward. But David Gray decided to lean right into me, put his leg right up in the air, and look really, really sort of, you know, spectacular. And I just laughed a belly laugh. The family secret is this, is even though you may be mourning, joy is coming. Even though you may be mourning, there is a time where you will be able to laugh again. There's a verse in the Bible that says, in Psalm 30, verse 5, it says, weeping may endure for a night. I wonder if anyone here has wept for a night. Could be a night season. Weeping may linger, it says in other versions, for a night. But joy comes in the morning for those who believe. And so we need to do our part, along with having a quiet time, along with uh, reading the scriptures again. We need to get into the business of writing down or, or meditating on all the joyful things that happen in our lives. Friends, you know as well as I do, battles will come away as well as blessings. And so we need to not just, just wait for the good times, because good times come and bad times at the same time. And we need to, need to either write down like I do, I, I try and write down 10 things that I'm grateful for. It could be having a hot cup of tea in the morning. It could be I've got eyesight. Or it could be like last night where uh, my, my dear friend, I haven't seen him for years, he's having his second child. And... Uh, He's named his second child Arlo, not after the coffee shop in Jesmond, by the way. Uh, he lives in Essex. Arlo Daniel. And he said to me, the second name was a nod to me. And I just felt right within me a deep sense of gratitude. Didn't matter what I was going through. That wonderful confidence, that joy that came on me was just profound. Friends, this will pass. That is a family secret. And joy will come your way. But we've got to do our part and keep on believing. Keep on saying, God, I'm thankful even in the dark times. I'm grateful for the miracles you've, got, you've given me, even though my health, my wealth may not be where it is. The final secret I want to give you today, and we don't talk about this enough, I believe, is simply this. Heaven is for real. Heaven is for real. I love talking about heaven. I can't wait to get there. I want to jump off and go there tomorrow. That's how wonderful heaven really is. If we really understood what heaven's like, we wouldn't be going, oh, I can't wait until I'm 95 or 100. We'll be there tomorrow. St. Paul said, to live is Christ and to die is gain. There's a picture of Jesus. I know we have a picture of the cross, which is one part of Jesus. But there's a wonderful picture I'd love to have in the church. You get a faculty for it somewhere. And it's a, a picture of an Argentinian Jesus laughing. He is laughing his head off. He is absolutely just, just bowled over with laughter. And that's what heaven is like. Heaven is for real. Jesus says at the end of this passage today, Blessed are those who live for me, live for Jesus and are insulted because of that. Why? Because heaven is for real. You are making your place in heaven not secure, 
but more assured in your life, the way you live your life. Now, we've got to keep on doing our part. One of the ways I believe God is calling us to, to make heaven real is to sing great melodies in this church together, to keep on singing, keep on praising the Lord. We on, um, on Wednesday, I said to Christopher, are you ready now? I'm going to talk about you now. Uh, on Wednesday, we had a, a speaker come to talk to us about which way for the church. A chap called Simon White, a really amazing guy. And you can, you can listen to him um, on, uh, on, on our podcast. And he reminded us heaven is for real. He shared once of a, of a vicar, nowhere near, near us, of course, nowhere in the west of Newcastle, but somewhere else. And this vicar was going, oh, I've just got two years left, two years left, and then I'll retire. Oh, my congregation doesn't like me, and I don't like them. <laughs> Definitely not in the west of Newcastle. And Simon was saying, come on, man, heaven is for real. Do you really speak like that on a Sunday? And this vicar said, yeah, I do. I just speak like this. I think, gosh, come on. The secret is heaven is so real. My mother is going to be passing away soon. And that is tough. And there is a place for grief. And we grieve like everyone else. But the family secret is this. Heaven is for real. Yes, I do hope there is a place for everyone in heaven. That is my prayer. But I want to tell you now that those who believe in Jesus have that place inked in. You have it engraved in Jesus' hand, it says in Isaiah. And I end with this, as I've said to you before. The true family secret is this. In Romans 8 verse 28. For all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. So I say to you today... Don't forget those family secrets. Don't forget your royalty. Don't forget that you've got this with an inner strength using the scriptures. Don't forget that this too will pass and joy will be your strength, as it says in Zechariah. And finally, never forget, friends, as what was said in Corinthians, which Dawn said, we should be pitied if we just come here and nothing happens at the end. No, every week we are preparing ourselves for our final day, where we shall rejoice, where there will be no more tears, no more hunger, and we will be able to live forever. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's say the grace together, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen.